Welcome to the Zeitgeist 19 curated podcast, exploring the spirit of now through the lens of art and sustainability. Your hosts are Farah Piria and Elizabeth Zhovkova. Today we meet Francesco Morteni, an Italian film director and design curator. We will discuss the essence of design, its anti-crisis purposes and its capacity to find new strategies for rebuilding the future of her beloved city of Milan. Hi Francesca and thank you for being here with us today. Let's start with speaking about your journey, which is deeply carved in the world of design. In contemporary design, can ethics and aesthetics coexist? And can you give us some examples? It's nice to be here and thank you for having me. Let's say that contemporary design is more than an ancient design, I think is made both by ethics and aesthetics. It cannot exist the idea of designing a project, product, a service without thinking about what you are doing. So in a way, of course, things must must be beautiful, but I think that good and beautiful are very, very linked in design. Uh, it's an, an old, uh, let's say, concept uh, by the Greeks, the ancient Greeks. What is beautiful in a way is good and, and the opposite. So when you think about um, designing a new project, in a way you are thinking, does we need it? Do we need it? Uh, is it right, functional and proper for the purpose or not? If it is, I think it's, that's, that's what good design is. In Italy, thousands of companies are hit by the pandemic, which has a critical impact on the economy. How can the sector emerge from the crisis in your opinion? Well, you know that it's really a difficult time. We miss the, the Salone del Mobile, that is, let's say, the place and the, the time of the year where all the people from the design world are meeting or together in this city, in Italy, especially in Milan. So it's really uh, incredible that we, we have to find different ways to meet each other on, online or whatever. Uh, but I think that the sector, the design sector, is very, very strong in terms of uh, flexibility and capacity to, let's say, find new strategies again for, for the future. So I think that every design is meant to be for the future. You've mentioned Salone del Mobile, during which you have been a curator of multiple shows and installations. How do you envision its revival? Uh, do you feel there is going to be a radical shift towards social and well-being oriented design? Uh, as I already mentioned, we have to take this time and this, let's say, difficult moment, period, as an opportunity. An opportunity for thinking new digital and new ways of communicating design. Of course, we cannot 
think about uh, having uh, a meeting uh, just online, but more and more I think that the two dimensions, uh, the digital one and the real, the physical one, uh, will work uh, uh, together in order to uh, to make these kind of events at the salon uh, more and more different from what they were in the past, but without losing that strong uh, um, commitment uh, to the community, to the design community and to the city community. Um, I don't think that uh, there would be a really a radical shift because I think that since some years we are still um, thinking socially and well-being oriented in a way uh, and design is not anymore a discipline that is just producing new objects and new things uh, in our world. I think that more and more there is, for example, the uh, service design just thinking about the transportation, the mobility design, uh, design for hospitality, all these kind of, let's say, different disciplines that are in a way in the big world of design, we're more and more collaborating in order to change some paradigms, paradigms because for sure we need to change our attitudes, but at the same time remain with that kind of um, stronger, um, uh, vision about design uh, for the future. Um, thank you, Francesca. This was a very interesting answer. Uh, what would you keep from the lockdown and instill into your back to normal life? Um, in my back to normal life, so what, for example, every day I was writing a, a letter to my colleagues and people I'm working with. Uh, suggesting something to read, uh, an interesting TV show or uh, a web series, uh, something that could enrich our life, that is, of course, full of many interests. Uh, and let's say we have to stay and to be contemporary in order to produce new, new projects and new films, new videos. But uh, we have also to find the time to stop and read and think and uh, let's say, produce our personal and interior life in a better way. What you're doing with your team members sounds really constructive. Can you tell us more about Muse, your factory of projects? Um, how do you pick up your narratives and what have you been working on lately? Let's say that I founded Muse in 2019, so 11 years ago. With I was in Greece. I was in a let's say not an easy time of my life. Before that, I was working for together with other people in the production, again video and film production. But uh, that summer in Greece, with the Muse that were with me also, uh, I thought that. Uh, what I was doing was not just a production company, but uh, that's why I chose the word factory. That is a little bit pretentious compared to Andy Warhol and the factory of the 70s, but his factory in New York. But in a way, the idea was the same, to produce not just um, videos or use a, a single discipline, but to match different disciplines and languages and expertise also in order to produce nice, interesting new projects. Uh, of course, design is 
one of our main focus, but we are working also for and producing videos uh, and installations, video installations or multimedia installations for the La Scala Theatre, the Museum of La Scala in Milan, for many other, let's say, institutions and cultural, mostly cultural places and, and institutions that need to uh, let's refresh a little bit their language and their way to host and to design an exhibition. The way they need, of course, to refresh also the audience and the visitors that time to time are a little bit old. <laughs> and they need new ideas and new stories and new narratives, as, as you said, in order to do what? In order to do what is not possible anymore. We cannot spend one, two or three hours in a museum uh, today, especially after the lockdown, let's say. We need some, let's say, short uh, bites that can help you to understand why you are there, why, what you are looking, and what is the story behind, behind that exhibition, that story, that uh, particular uh, character, actor, or singer, or whatever. So the idea is more and more to help us a little bit our Italian, let's say, cultural uh, world that is uh, related mostly to the past, to be more contemporary through design. And that's what we do, designing a film, designing an exhibition, or a book. And what we're now working on, we're working on a, a new documentary for uh, the Renzo Piano Building Workshop. Speaking about film production, um, we're very curious to know what are the films and documentaries that have spoken to you through the past several months. Um, what have you been currently watching or reading? Yeah, that's an interesting question because we had a lot of time to watch films and documentaries. Let's say that uh, um, I found very interesting this film uh, documentary, The Human Shelter. It's by um, uh, the director that shot a big, uh, the film about Beati Inglese, and it's a very interesting uh, it's a research into our different ways of living all around the world. So for me, it's very interesting design and architecture, not just uh, as places or building uh, from the, the cultural point of view. I'm not an architect and I don't understand, let's say, the uh, deep uh, interest uh, of uh, a wall, a window. Uh, I'm not so technical to understand why they're so peculiar, but uh, I'm interested in architecture and design as spaces and places where we have to feel comfortable with. I really like to, to, to read uh, books by women, written by women, not because they are more interesting than men, but because in general they had less opportunity to be published, uh, to, to have exhibitions, uh, to be directors. Uh, so I think that it's a minority in a way, and it's interesting that the way also in Italy, in Italy we are improving a little bit in this sense, uh, in terms of the presence in, in the film industry and in the design industries. Great note to wrap up our conversation. I would like to ask a final question. 
And I think it's very relevant because it has something to do with what you've recently launched, the series uh, entitled Milano and its Future, Milano e il suo futuro. And the word future nowadays is a tricky one. Uh, can you share with us what is your vision for the city and its future development? Yes, Milano is for Futuro, Milano and its future is a, a series of talks and interviews that we launched before the lockdown and this incredible period. And Actually, we had the first meeting in January and we were supposed to have two more uh, talks uh, during the year and now we see what's going on. We are still waiting for the second and the third one. Uh, but the, the, let's say the real conversations and talks uh, were uh, thought together with uh, interviews that we recorded and we shot uh, um, about different disciplines and thinking about Milan and what Milan and the art, Milan and the cinema, Milan and the music uh, can think for the future. Uh, when we originally uh, designed, let's say, this project, uh, Milan was uh, you know, the best city in the world. Uh, it is still like that. I'm, I'm a great fan of it, even in the last years when it was not so popular uh, and everybody liked Rome or London. Paris. I always like a lot Milano for this, let's say, human uh, uh, dimension. Uh, it's a city where you can walk, it's a city where you can, you can bike, uh, you can reach one part of the city without, you know, just with your eyes and your uh, food. So I think it's very, very um, interesting for the future of Milan to think about what Milan has done to become such an interesting city. Uh, because of the, in the past it was not really, it was a more, let's say, gray city in a way. Uh, now it's more and more a green city. It's a city where you can live and be safe. It's a city where you can meet your friends without uh, a lot of, let's say, uh, preparation or whatever in advance. It's a city where, where you can sit outside and have a coffee with someone that you barely know. And it's an open city. So I think that what, what is interesting for the future is for sure the well-being, so the green part, but also the comfortable and familiar side of it. Thank you very much for this beautiful answer, Francesca. I totally agree and uh, thank you so much for your time, uh, for this conversation and all the best.